Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo and co-host with editor Lucy Kippist of the Flying Solo podcast. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much more, all for just $99. Now, onto the show. I'm delighted to be speaking with Ricky Novak, who joins us from Melbourne, and we're going to pull apart the very exciting topic, I think, of presenting. Hello, Ricky. Good morning. Good morning. Look, it's good to be talking with you. Now, this whole topic of presentation, I'm sure many listeners know, and we know that uh, apparently public speaking is right up there with a with a fear of, of death, frankly, as something that people really dislike. But um, I'm guessing you love it. I, I think the area that I love most is being able to um, have a purposeful presentation that makes difference. So um, to me, fear or anxiety around presentations, there's good and bad fear, of course. And the good fear is that I really want to do well. Uh, I know my topic. I'm going to present something that I'll be proud of. And my listeners uh, or my clients or my prospects, they're going to walk out better informed and more comfortable with the information that I've presented than they were before I started. Sure. Okay. Well, look, all all good reasons, and I know you've got some um, some tips that we're going to go through in a moment. But if I can kind of wind it back a bit to somebody listening, maybe I don't know it could be somebody who's in startup or someone who's um, you know business is is relatively young. This whole notion of um, getting up and speaking to a group of people not only can it be a bit ter- terrifying, but I think for some people. Um, we're not sure of the business case. You know, why do you think it's so important that somebody in business develops strong presentation skills? Firstly and foremost, I think the ability to deliver a great presentation is going to be your single most important competitive advantage, whether you're a startup or you're a seasoned professional in whatever you do. The ability to convey that message is your business case because that's your sales case. And if selling is important or being able to convey the information to your clients um, in a succinct way, then you've got a very strong business case. And we've got to work with some of the blocks. And the blocks could be, I don't like to present or I don't like to speak in public. Well, if that's the case, then we've got to change as best we can our mindset and reframe it from I don't like it This is a business imperative. And if I'm really serious about doing well and being successful, um, whatever, you know, whatever way you think success is for you, then being comfortable to 
talk to a small group one-on-one, being on the phone, uh, having a meeting or speaking at a, um, a group, a networking group or a bigger group is going to be part of what you're going to have to do. Mm. Yeah, look, I think that's, that's a great point. And I'd, um, I remember, you know, if I think back to the real start of my kind of working career, which is just, you know, too many years ago to even think about, but um, I really didn't enjoy presenting at all. And I think often then it was when I was an employee, I was not kind of uh, attached to the product or service that I was selling really at all. But then I think when I started my own business, gosh, it became so different because if we can kind of harness the passion that we have for our business, our product or our service, then it absolutely is possible to really grow to love presenting. I mean, you know, frankly, these days I absolutely adore it and I'm sure you do too. So why don't we why don't we go through I know you've got some some tips. So let's imagine that we've as a business owner, we've made that decision. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to um, start presenting. What are some things that we really need to consider if we're going to present in an effective manner? Where should we start? Looking at the specific needs and wants and emotions of the audience and removing ourselves from the picture for a little while. So we've got a very clear uh, picture of what the audience are wanting to improve their condition And if we get clear on um, giving them specificity and and prioritising their needs, we almost remove ourselves from the equation for a little while and start to plan our presentation with greater accuracy. So it protects us from throwing everything into the mix and we've got a jumble of I could say this and I could do that and I'll tell them about this and I'll waffle on about that. We're actually delivering on point and if we were starting from scratch I would say to someone just stay on point the main message has to be your main message and the minute you confuse it with too many things going on you risk losing the attention of the audience and getting into a muddle or flustered and that automatically change the, changes the physiology of the body and you start to sweat or get tummy ache or, you know, um, feel very uncomfortable and lose the pace. So ultimately you're going to run out of time because you've thrown in things like a shopping list that you don't really need. Look, uh, that's a great point. So, you know, basically really thinking about who your audience are. But it's funny, I went to um, an art opening last week and someone was speaking. And within a couple of minutes, it was quite obvious that the speaker didn't hadn't really considered who was in the room um, and the nature of the audience. So I guess what, what, uh, what this necessitates then is for us to really ask some questions if particularly if like if we're speaking at a networking event or we've been invited to speak at an event we really need to know who we're talking to in order that we can determine what we talk about would you agree with that absolutely and the thing is we have to let them know what we're going to be delivering on because in those very few critical first moments of your presentation they they want to be engaged and if you fail to convey the key learning outcome or the message up front, 
they'll start not only looking at their watches but perhaps shaking them to think, oh, God, maybe time's stopped here and it's going to get really boring. So if we can tell them up front what they can expect, how they can use the information that we're going to convey to them, and most of all the benefit of um, the, and the value to them, we've piqued their curiosity, their interest, and, of course, Um, given them a tool to improve their life or their emotional well-being or perhaps even giving them an idea to improve their financial outcome. And if we can tap into their emotion, their their emotional, their financial or physical well-being um, status, we've got their attention. Mm, And then it's up to us to deliver, of course, you know, not just say what we're going to, to do, but actually Starts deliver yeah. Yeah, in really succinct, easy manner, not convoluted language, language that's comfortable for, for you and makes it really easy for the listener to grab and go, uh-huh, I know what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about me. minute we get convoluted and think we've got to use complex language, um, we lose our listeners because they, we don't know the level of sophistication often. And if we get it wrong, uh, they're thinking, you don't know my world. Mm. This and is not disengaging. And they're disengaging. Yeah. Okay. So, look, I've, I've, I've picked up kind of two clear um, tips from you there already then. The first one was, was really considering the listener, thinking about who the audience are. The next point, it sounds to me, is this, you know, ensuring that um, they know what's in it for them you know what you're going to be talking about so I I like that as the setup so here we are we've got a a room full of people we know who they are we've told them what they're going to get we've given them some kind of expectation where do we go next then it's in my mind the, the critical point is to draw an analogy between your first point and their lives So um, it's about finding a story or an anecdote, a situation that they can immediately relate to. So it could be something that's going on in the business world now or the commercial world or the community that they're in, Uh, could be the the group that they belong to, an association, whatever is um, a point of um, relevance to the audience. Sometimes that's a bit broad if people are coming from all over the place. But generally there's something that they've got in common. And if we can find that special thing that people share, they feel that we're speaking directly to them. And, yeah, and that's the beauty of making that connection uh, go, go really tight and, and early because they say, yeah, you do know my world. That is, I understand that story. Um, and you, you're then giving them one or two points of wisdom, um, a premise about why that's important, and a sh- not necessarily the answer, but you're guiding them toward it because what you want them to be thinking about is is a, um, a comment in their mind like, hmm, I didn't think about it like that. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, if I was to do that, gee, that might shift my current position to the future position that I want to be at. So it's almost the first stage of empowering them to think a little bit differently with a different mindset. 
Mm. Yeah, okay. And so what I got from that also then is that it, I guess this is the point, and, and I'm, I'm thinking back to you know, kind of recent presentations I've been involved in. If you can get to that point early on where clearly people are engaging, they're, they're, they're turning their eyes to you, they're nodding, they're smiling, that's what we're after, isn't it? Because the minute that we kind of can, uh, can create that kind of connection and that sense that, yes, this, you know, from the audience's perspective, that, yes, this person understands me, this person's speaking to me, the minute we've got that, as as the person on the stage or on the podium, that's a beautiful feeling, isn't it? Because then you know you know you've got connection, and it's so much easier to carry on than the scenario you painted a few minutes ago, where you know where people are not engaged with you and they're fidgeting and maybe looking mm -hmm. around, looking at their watch. You know, nobody wants to be in that kind of situation. So I love that that you you know you're talking about having a, a, a strong story, something they can empathise with. They can start nodding and smiling. Okay, so let's imagine we've got all that now. We understand the audience. We've we've got this kind of topic of relevance. We've got engagement. Um, where do we move to next? Uh, I'm just going to swing a little bit back to the first point you asked me sure. about nerves, if I could, because this is exactly what we've been talking about. Once we've got that engagement, Robert, the, the beauty is that we relax as presenters too. Mm. And that will dispel a lot of the anxiety or nerves or I don't like this when we see our audience warming. And the distance between you as a presenter and the audience narrows and when it narrows, we start to feel as though I'm not talking to people I don't know who are on the other side of me. We're talking to people who are on my side. Mm -hmm. And that, that beautiful piece there sets us up for future success in the, for the remainder of the presentation. So once we feel good about that, we're ready then to to go into perhaps something that may not give them the smile or may not make them laugh out loud, may actually make them stop for a minute and reevaluate where they currently are in the topic that we're talking about. So if, it, if for example, it would be, um, how to ask for referrals as a small business or even as a big business, how, how to, how to um, walk out of a meeting with a conceptual agreement that there is a next step. And these are difficult things. Or how to give feedback to someone who works for you or you're not happy with their service. And, and when we take them into that story, we give them one or two very um, uh, challenging ideas for them to to sort through. And that's going to be the highlight because we've give, we're empowering them to take the lead for the next journey that they need to take. Because don't forget, if we've done our homework right, we will know that there's a certain pain threshold with every topic. And usually, you know, it could be around any of those scenarios I've mentioned. But if we give them a solution or a couple of options they're going to be writing it down madly. They're going to be nodding again. They're going to be taking notes in some way on their phone or they're listening intently. Mm. So we've shifted the emotion from high emotion, we've drawn it in, and that's where we, after that, we can then escalate back up and lift to a more positive conclusion. Okay, I like that. It's, um, 
Interesting, you know, just hearing hearing you speaking there, and, and I'm thinking of situations where I've witnessed people that, um, you know, I might maybe chatted to sort of at the side of a networking event or something who are about to speak and told me they really, really don't want to, they really hate it. And then find when they're up there and they're, they've kind of struck a chord and they're engaged. Those are the people that often you have to kind of wrestle the microphone out of their hands because they just yeah. love it so much. Yes. Um, but I think what you know what you're showing here is that is that we we can get to that point where once we've got the mic we have that confidence. Whereas a lot of people grow their confidence kind of live, as it were, um, mm -hmm. or sadly it can sometimes go the other way. Obviously, <laughs> um, but okay. So let I like that you've very clear here then that we need to be. Um, as presenters, we need to be very clear on what the outcomes are. We're talking about um, making sure that the audience are getting something of real value. So a sign that they're writing things down is an indication, I guess, that we're getting that right. Um, what sort of things do you observe that, uh, I mean, I see, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just try and keep quiet for a moment and, and ask you the question. What do you, what do you observe that some speakers are, are getting wrong? Do you see classic sort of um issues or problems out there that are that are quite common that people are not doing properly uh, not managing their time very well mm. spending too long setting the scene and look i've done that too and and to be honest i think i still sometimes um, can take too long to set the scene people actually get the scene very quickly they don't need as much what i call the fluff bubble and squeak to set up um, take them into what you're going to give them early. Um, so I think that's a classic mistake. Um, but the argument is from um, perhaps inexperienced speakers often is, oh, I have to get going. And once I get going, it might take me 10 minutes, but once I get going, I'm fine. Mm. <laughs> the problem is if you get if it takes you 10 minutes to get going, your audience want to get going. You know, they, 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 want, to, they want to leave the room. So... That's one of the things. Really, be get into your into your main premise and main points quite quite early. Be congruent. This is another message. Be congruent with your body language uh, and and your tone uh, in this story. So, if you're telling a deep story and you're fidgeting all over the room and pacing from one time to another, and you're not anchored in a certain place or you're um, perhaps, you know, what I call the samba on the spot, moving from one foot to another, which is often the case, mm. um, you're losing the attention or the gravitas of the conversation. Even if it's a fun story, people will miss it if they're distracted by excessive movement. So that's why I go back to saying one of the classic mistakes is people don't practice enough. And, Robert, they practice at their computer. So they'll write something down, they'll write this amazing presentation, but when we write it at the computer, we're writing it and we're reading it in our mind. And we, even if we read it out loud, it's different from when we read it on the platform or we know it by heart. Mm. Uh, so I would say... So where, where do we practice, Ricky? Where, where if, we, if we're not doing it, you know, for say, a number of our audience of people working yeah. very much by themselves which, yeah. what do we do we don't we're not going to speak to the cat are we what sort of what oh yes we are yeah oh, we, are talk, we? Oh, okay. we talk to the plants and the cats and the dogs and right. uh and we have to frame up in our mind an audience in front of us okay. 
Okay. So, um, you know, it's about visualisation. Visualise the, the room that you're going to be speaking in. Visualise the meeting room. Visualise the fact that you're even on the phone presenting. So standing up is a great way to, to practice. Uh, you know, set up the room in your, in your home, in your kitchen with chairs like it would be in um, a, a meeting or a, an association event or wherever it is that you think you're going. Uh, so to me, don't write it on a, a as a full script. Write it in dot points mm. and do it in short grabs and time yourself. Make sure that you've got your main points in there for as, the right amount of time so you don't compromise the things that you really must say mm. for the things that you could throw in because you got sidetracked. The key issue is, in going back to your point of what do they do wrong, People don't practice enough or practice in the right way. I think Get that's, that's such a good point. You know, put yourself on speaker uh, video on your iPhone. Um, listen to yourself uh, on on your, you know, tape yourself and just listen. If you do that alone from the comfort of your own office and the safety of privacy, do that. Do it in the car. Mm. I talk to mm. myself all the time in the car and when people look at me, I just wave. But the other thing is everyone's on their phone in the car anyway, so it doesn't look so different anymore. You could, you know, you, could, <laughs> you know, everyone's talking away. Well, all you need to do is stick a couple of white straws in your ears and you can walk down the street talking, can't you? And, <laughs> Anyway, okay, so look, rehearsal, that's that's a great idea. And I like, you know, obviously standing up and, and clearly we can talk to our, our friendly creatures in our homes if we want to, but just getting up and, and really doing it. I like the idea of, of setting up almost a, uh, you know, a pretend auditorium as well is a good thing. And I so agree with you about the point of time. People, so interesting, you know, I do quite a bit of emceeing work at conferences and and know as you would do the the frustration from the organizers when when speakers are running over or yes. running short um you know both of which cause all sorts of problems but particularly for the presenters themselves you know i, I was at a conference last year and a presenter was doing a really good presentation but clearly had not rehearsed the timing at all and got to the point where it was the main kind of crescendo the call to action frankly the point when this person could most usefully promote their business not in a in a brash way but just wrap it all up in a lovely sort of promotion a bit of a call to action um and and missed it completely because just ran out of time um next speaker was coming up on stage missed the whole of the closing of a talk i mean that's that's like watching your favourite rock band on stage and then they leave just before the beginning of the last verse. I mean, it doesn't work, exactly. does it? No, and, you know, in, in my coaching business, I the first thing that I'll often say to people is let's, let's do a presentation map um, and we'll go from zero to 60 minutes or zero to 20 minutes or zero to five minutes, whatever the timing is that they've been allocated to, to speak at or they think they're going to be speaking for. And we make a plan and we plot in that journey where they want to anchor the the main point and their sell or the, their value and why it has to be positioned in a, in a certain place. Mm. Because unless we build rapport and energy um, in the right way uh, and we, or if we were to reverse it, we could lose the opportunity and we can't get that time back. 
So it's not to be taken lightly as a solopreneur or business person, wherever you are in your life and, and wherever you want to be in presentation, to actually plan for when you're going to deliver the value, the benefit and your and your message um, about what you do. Yep. Because people yep. have to know what you do to contextualise it back to them. Okay. And is are you the right fit? Good. All right. Well, look, that's a perfect um, segue for me to say, and to anyone listening who'd like to learn more of Ricky Novak and uh, the work you do, Ricky, the place to go is rickynovakcoaching.com. And that's Novak spelt N-O-W-A-K, rickynovakcoaching.com. So, Ricky, thank you very much for um, spending your time and sharing your knowledge with Flying Solo today. My, my pleasure and happy presenting, everybody. You. And before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you premium membership, has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 